Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, specifically for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. Today's topic is a Held and Healed holiday. And just my little disclaimer, I am a Christmas girl through and through. I say Merry Christmas every chance that I get, and I celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. However, when I was creating this set of um, this series of details, I wanted to use H's. So held and healed. Happy held and healed holiday. So today I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I have learned through the years. So a little bit of backstory on me is I grew up in a very strife-filled home and then um, married and things were not peaceful. So I cannot recall um, a single Christmas day that was peaceful and free of tears except for 2020. So that's pretty sad. I was 46 years old before I had a tear-free Christmas. And so my plan is in 2021 to go two for two. And last year it was just a beautiful, beautiful day of just time here at the house with my boys and with their ladies and it was pleasant, it was peaceful, it was calm. We even broke out, you know, years and years worth of totes filled with Legos and the boys were buying each other Star Wars sets and it was making them very reminiscent of Lego sets that they had stored away and so it just turned into this whole thing and it was it was just beautiful and I want to duplicate that over and over again whether Legos are involved or not just the peacefulness the laid-backness um, we did a big breakfast and then honestly nobody really was eating a whole lot past that point so I didn't have to be in the kitchen all day long all the things so I'm gonna just share with you some of the things I have learned over the last 20 some years that have helped me to navigate um, not so safe family gatherings and um, hopefully these things will help you to have a held and healed holiday. All right, so we begin with practice healthy habits. So I've shared about this previously. Um, We can call this self-care, we can call this whatever we want to call this, but this is not the time of year to neglect these habits. You have been through so much and the holiday season can be a time when you neglect your basic needs and get caught up in taking care of a thousand little details. You know how you run to the store that last time, like three or four times for those last few things, like three or four times and every time it's like a hundred bucks. Like let's not do that this year. Let's really take care of ourselves and let's choose not to sweat the small stuff. So don't forget to get six to eight hours of sleep each night. And if you do struggle with sleep, it can be for a lot of different reasons. And I don't want to minimize people who have like real legit sleep apnea, things like that. But um, I find that taking care of some of the other things that we're going to mention really does help with sleep. It's been recommended that we turn our screens off an hour before we're ready to fall asleep. I am not going to lie and say that I do that, but that is a great idea. If you struggle to fall asleep and stay asleep, reach out to me. I may have a product that will help you. I have found something that helps me tremendously and um, I can pass that information on to you. I don't typically struggle to fall asleep. I sometimes wake up and then can't fall back to sleep and this product helps me. Eat whole foods. All right, so this is really important during the months of 
November, December, January, February, all months when there's so much junk and so much sugar being thrown at us. Take care of your body. Put things into your body that fuel your body, have nutrients, and are not crap and filled with chemicals and filled with sugar. So roast some vegetables, add a salad, uh, focus on eating organic meats. There, there are ways to prepare holiday foods in a healthy manner that will not make you sick and will protect your gut health. So eat whole foods, drink water. A great place to begin for most people is to take your weight, divide that number in two, and drink that many ounces of water a day. If you are active and sweating and working out and doing something that's more labor intensive, you're going to need a lot more water. But for me, I have a pretty chill life and I don't sweat a whole lot. So for me, that's a great start. Take supplements. Again, this is not the thing that I do the best with, but I am doing better. I find that having a pill counter and putting my supplements into the, the counter for the week helps me to see which days I took them and which days maybe I missed them and it keeps me on track. I don't have to open five or six bottles every day. I just pop open that top the Dollar Tree, which is now a dollar twenty-five tree, has those little pill boxes. Do yourself a favor, count out your supplements on Sunday, and have them ready to roll. Move your body. This is something I am doing better in, so I'm happy to report that I am trying to find some type of movement every single day, and at least three times a week, I am incorporating a two-mile walking workout. I love the Leslie Sansone videos. You can find some of those for free on YouTube. It's a great cardio and um, sweat workout. You get two miles in in about 30 minutes and you get to stay on the floor of your living room so you don't have the unevenness of sidewalks. You don't have the impact of walking on asphalt. It's low impact and yet it's very effective cardio. So I am doing so much better. I need to get back to doing Pilates. I did that very consistently in 2020 and then this year, not so much, but I did notice that strengthening my core and just helping me to tone uh, Pilates is amazing. Spend time outdoors. So here in Virginia, we have had 70 degree days. Excuse me. Wow. Mm, still waking up. We have had 70 degrees during the daytime this week, and it has done me so much good to sit outside on my deck and soak up that sun and that warmth. So even during the winter months, I encourage you, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes to get outside and um, breathe some fresh air, really important. Set and keep medical appointments. So don't just set them, but keep them. And I would include any counseling appointments in this as well. It's really important to maintain your health, maintain those appointments through the holiday season. So do not neglect yourself and those appointments during this time. And then spend time with a trusted friend. This is one that I put in there. It's really important. We're going to touch on this throughout this podcast. It's really important that you have your safe people during the holiday and that people are aware that the holidays are extra difficult as you are rebuilding. And so I asked the question, which habits are you doing well with and which ones do you need to grow in? So just take time and think about that. Ponder that. Are you getting sleep? Are you eating whole foods? Are you drinking water, taking supplements? Are you moving your body, spending time outside, setting and keeping medical appointments and spending time with trusted, safe friends? Just kind of give yourself 
a little awareness there and a score. Okay, the next thing is really going to help um, simplify and take a lot of pressure off of you. Ask yourself and your kids which traditions are the most important. All right. So often we try to keep up with the traditions from our childhood, a spouse's childhood, and all the things we see others doing on Instagram and Facebook. It's exhausting, overwhelming, and expensive. Ask each family member to share his his or her top one to three traditions and create a list of five to six things for your entire family. You're going to have some overlap. A lot of times, um, you know, gingerbread houses, everybody's going to want to do that. A lot of times... Um, driving around looking lights. Everybody's going to want that. So you'll have some overlap when people list their one to three. Come up with five to six, or if you want to stretch that a little further. And so ask questions like decorating. Do they like to buy a fresh tree or is artificial acceptable? Gift giving. Do they prefer smaller gifts, several smaller gifts, or one large gift? Stockings. Do they love them or are they indifferent? Stockings can get very expensive. So determine if it's something they enjoy and if not, let it go. That one's hard for me. I've heard from at least one of my kids that stockings are just meh. <laughs> so now I need to go find out from the others and it will be, you know, whatever the majority is. But yeah, stockings can get into the $50, $75, range really fast. So if they're not the most important thing, for some families, they just do stockings. And of course, they put some really awesome things in there. Um, some families will do stockings only. Some families will, you know, forego the stockings. Start a new tradition, one that symbolizes rebuilding your life together. So this is really going to be cool. Come up with something that isn't from your childhood, isn't from your spouse's childhood, isn't from the family that you've created where there maybe are some painful memories, but come up with something brand spanking new. So this may be taking a trip, you know, to a nearby town that has like a Christmas village, or this may be going to a Christmas concert, just something very different, very unique and new that as you look back, you'll be like, this is the year we started this and we started rebuilding our lives. Someone came up with a term, the misfits Christmas, invite others who may not have a family to spend Christmas with and have a misfits Christmas. You can come up with a totally different name if misfits is not something that you want to call it. <laughs> Christmas Carol and visit those who are shut in in retirement homes, etc. And in today's culture, you're probably going to need to do that the old-fashioned way. Stand outside in the cold and sing to them because a lot of people are not going to let you in their houses. Put on Christmas PJs and watch Christmas movies. So one thing I do as a gift to myself each Christmas is I get a one or two month subscription to Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. And so for the months of um, November and December, I treat myself. I know it's the same plot over and over again, but I like to watch them. Just kind of mindless background noise as I go about my day. Bundle up, fill mugs with hot cocoa, drive around and look at lights. That's something that we did when I was a kid. Doesn't even have to cost a lot of money other than the hot cocoa and the gas, which is a lot of money right now. You could have a game night or a puzzle night. Um, just things that are not super expensive, but encourage interaction encourage face-to-face -face contact. You can even go online and pick out some would-you-rather type games or getting-to-know-you games, like conversation starters. What are your favorite traditions and what is one new thing that you would like to add is the question for reflection. All right, point number three. Ask yourself and your kids which holiday foods are the most liked. Kind of similar to the previous tip, 
Don't do all the things just because tradition says you have to. Ask what people actually like and focus on that. Um, um, I have a typo here I need to go back and fix. What do you and your kids like the best at hel- for holiday foods? Much like holiday traditions, we can get stuck trying to keep up with all the things that others are doing. Does your family even like turkey and fixings or would they prefer another meal? Don't spend the money and time making foods that most of the family doesn't even like. Ask each family member to share his or her favorite Thanksgiving or Christmas food. And then ask them for help. The whole family should pitch in so that mama doesn't have to do all the work. That is really important. Whether they are children or young adults or full grown adults, ask for help. And once you determine what that menu is, what those six or eight dishes are going to be, divide that up and conquer it together and ask for help with cleanup. All right, the next tip is set a budget and stick to it. The most important part of the holiday is being with your loving, safe family and friends. Those who love you do not want you to spend money that you don't have and you do not want to go into debt buying them gifts. They don't want you to go into debt buying them gifts. Set an amount, stick to it. There are so many gifts that we can give for free or that are budget friendly. And then I just ask you to think outside the box about services you could provide. Babysitting, landscaping, housekeeping, photography, running errands, car detailing, power washing, gutter cleaning, vehicle maintenance, cooking, baking. So if any of my sons were listening to this right now, I would say the things I want our help. I just want help. I want that quality time with my loved ones helping me get the things done that maybe I cannot do by myself. Right now, my car desperately needs to be detailed. My gutters need to be cleaned. My house needs to be power washed. Um, there are different projects inside the house. Uh, my son is helping me prepare my um, space upstairs. And you know, I just said for Christmas, what I would love is if you would just help me paint one of my rooms. Like I am paying him for what he's doing, but if he wanted to help, you know, paint a room that wasn't in the original plan and that just be my Christmas, his labor would be my Christmas gift. That would be awesome. Awesome. So what is in your hand? Give that. And then I asked the question, how many people do you usually buy gifts for? And can that number be drastically cut cut down so our children and our grandchildren are priority beyond that who do we really have to give gifts to maybe a parent or two maybe a sibling or two but we don't need to be spending money we don't have giving gifts to people who probably don't even need a gift the next one is really fun this is where I find myself get into the holiday spirit more than any other thing bless someone in need So for a decade or longer, I have found some type of a Christmas blessing to coordinate. And, you know, one year it was meals for multiple families where we put together a box with a ham or a turkey and a bag of potatoes and green beans and home-baked goods and, you know, little gifts. Some years I go to Costco and I buy up... um, the $10 fleece throws that they get in this time of year and I just buy up 10 or 20 of those and I find different women to give them to and I say when you wrap yourself in this 
I pray you will feel wrapped and loved and I feel that you pray that you will feel hugged. And that's just a really um, inexpensive gift that has blessed a lot of people. And those blankets do hold up. I have some myself and I've had them for years and they are still just as soft and warm and not pilly as they were when I bought them. So um, look around you. Who needs a smile or a listening ear? Who needs help with a simple task that you may take that may take 30 minutes to complete? Who would be blessed by a plate of Christmas cookies? Who would feel seen by a visit from carolers? Who needs help putting a festive meal on the table? Who needs gifts to put under the tree? I would even add to this. I need to go back and add it. Who needs help putting their Christmas decorations up? There have been many years while I have been very, very sick and chronic pain and fatigue that I did not have the energy to get my decorations out. And there are some Christmases I didn't even decorate. So maybe check around and see if there's someone, if that is something you love to do, there are people who need your help. And you could even put on Facebook, I want to play Santa's elf who needs help putting their decorations up. Seriously, someone is going to respond. Um, These suggestions range from being free to more costly. We can all do something to make others feel seen and loved. And then I ask you to share a memory of a time that someone blessed you during the Christmas season. Last year, we coordinated with the Held and Healed community. We coordinated blessing 20 mamas and 20 kids. And um, this year, it's going to look a little bit different. But that was just a campaign that I started. And I would just go on to, again, Facebook and ask for donations and people would help. In the coming year, we will have a nonprofit up and running. And so those gifts will become um, tax deductible. And we'll be able to have greater impact in 2022. All right, the next one. Surround yourself with safe and loving people. Super, super vital if we are going to have a held and healed holiday. Surround yourself with safe and loving people. You are an adult and you get to choose who you spend your time with. The holiday season can be extra triggering as you work through past trauma. So surround yourself with safe and loving people. Schedule a tree decorating party, a Christmas movie picnic where you throw a blanket on the floor and pile festive snacks and watch your favorite Christmas flicks. A game night, Christmas lights hunt, put on your PJs, fill a thermos with hot chocolate and ride around looking at lights, go caroling, etc. So some of the same things that I suggested earlier, now you are doing this with your safe people. And just because it is the holiday season does not mean you need to spend time with unsafe people. If you have gone most of the year without contact, low to no contact because someone has been abusive to you, you don't have to force yourself to spend time with them just because it's a holiday. So you are in a season of transition. You are in a season of rebuilding your life and you need to protect yourself. So what is something that you plan to do this year with your safe people? And this one kind of builds on that one. Number seven, set boundaries and hold them. If you have set boundaries to protect yourself throughout the year, do not dismiss those boundaries just because it is a holiday. If you are no contact with certain individuals, maintain that stance. If you are low contact with others, determine a length of time that you can be around them and make sure that you are not alone with them. Establish who your safe people are and keep them close by. 
drive your own car and know that if you feel unsafe in any way, so we're not just talking about physically unsafe, we're talking about emotionally, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, you may get in your car and drive away. This is where we say hashtag adulting. You're the adult, you have choices, you do not have to stay in a situation where you feel unsafe and unloved. If there are topics that you do not feel safe discussing with certain people, hold that boundary and walk away from conversations that make you feel unsafe. So I have found this to work and especially the keeping your safe people nearby. I find that um, the bullies and the abusers do not tend to pick as much when I have my safe people close by. But the minute that I'm alone, it's like they have this radar and they follow me into a room and I am not going to put myself into that position any longer. So those are just some tips for... um, having a held and a healed holiday. So I'm just going to review them quickly. Practice those healthy habits. Ask yourself and your kids which traditions are the most important. Ask yourself and your kids which holiday foods are the most liked. Set a budget and stick to it. Bless someone in need. Surround yourself with safe and loving people. Set boundaries and hold them. So yeah, there's probably a lot of other tips that I could share. Those are just some of my Go to some of the ones that are kind of like there and helping me to have a happier held and healed holiday. And then beyond that, excuse me, if you are someone who loves a person who is going through the transition and rebuilding her life after abuse, there are just a couple things that could help during the holidays. Obviously, if you have the resources and the finances to bless her with finances to buy her children gifts. So I will tell you, um, this is really important. Whether it is going on the mission field and buying gifts and supplies for people or seeing a single mama who's rebuilding her life, who doesn't have things to give to her children, it's important for us to give them the resources and let them give the gifts. The people who have the relationships, the ones who invest on the daily should be the ones that have the joy of giving the gift. So I learned to give the missionaries the money or give the missionaries the supplies, let them go and disperse them to the people that they minister to day in and day out. The same is true with mamas. Mamas are the ones putting in the hours, putting in the time. We do not need to have some sort of savior complex. We do not need to have some sort of gratification that we got this great feeling because we did X, Y, Z. Hand that money over to that mama. Make sure you vet these people. Make sure you know they're trustworthy. And give her the ability to pick things out for her kiddos. Um, Last year, we did Amazon wish lists. So I didn't necessarily hand the money over, but I gave a budget. And they went on Amazon and they picked out the things that they would give to their kiddos. So um, let her put her name on it. Let her wrap it. Let her present it. That's really important. Empower her. If she wants to do something. So a lot of people do not want a handout. Some people would rather like barter a service. So if she wants to do something to bless you in return um, for what you're doing for her and her kids, let her, let her seriously. None of us wants to be in that place of needing. So 
If she has photography skills, let her do a photo shoot for you. If she likes to clean, let her let her clean your house for Christmas. I mean, just if bartering, don't go with the expectation that you're going to get something from it. But if it makes her feel better to do something for you in return, allow that because that helps her to feel like she is giving back. Another thing, and this may be a little bit late for this year, but another thing that's really important is to include her and her kids in your family events prior to the holidays. If you invite them over for dinner or a game night or a movie night throughout the year a couple of times, when the holidays roll around, they're going to feel way more comfortable coming to your house for the holidays. The holidays are family time. They're kind of sacred. They're kind of special. And so if you just invite them just for the holiday, it may feel really awkward and like it's an imposition. So throughout the year, then we can just plan ahead for the year 2020, strategically be having them over during the winter months for a game night or movie night, during the spring and summer months for a cookout. And then when the holiday season rolls around, it will feel very natural to say, hey, we'd love for you guys to join us for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or a day around those. So that's a, a wonderful way to incorporate them. Some people I have heard even invite these dear ones on their family vacations. Amazing. God bless those people. Again, you would want to establish relationship ahead of time and discuss you know, what parts are included in that invitation financially and what parts she would need to provide. So you may be providing her with a place to sleep at night and a couple of meals, but if you go out to eat, then she needs to take care of that. So just establish those things ahead of time. But there are so many mamas who would love to be part of a family and go on vacation. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, all the things mentioned, um, caroling and game nights and movie picnics and chasing lights, like those are all things that you could go with a mama Um for our group, um, I'm encouraging the whole Friendsgiving concept. So a day maybe that isn't Thanksgiving, but right before or right after, gather with some of your safe people and do a Friendsgiving. It does not have to be a full turkey dinner. I am doing this for just a couple of ladies in my home, not not my whole group because my home has limited space, limited parking, but I'm doing a Friendsgiving and we're just doing appetizers and desserts. It doesn't have to be the full-blown turkey meal. And everybody brings a dish. Uh, for Christmas, if you live close by and you want to come to our Christmas gathering, I have found a space that we can invite more people into that. So that is an invitation that's going out to our Held and Healed ladies. And you're welcome to jump into our group and find the details about that. And again, I believe we are going to do potluck style for that. And I'm inviting ladies to bring board games and card games. So we can just sit around, eat good food, and play games and get to know each other. So just think outside of the box. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune. It doesn't have to put you in debt or break the bank. But there are so many ways to help people feel seen, feel loved, and cared for over the holiday. So I am going to finish this up, but my hope and my prayer is that each of you, wherever you are in your rebuilding, would be set up for a successful Held and Healed holiday. You can find the graphics for each of these in our Held and Healed group as well as on my personal profile. 
There is also a blog post that I will link. And now you have the podcast. You have multiple ways to get this information to the people that you love. So maybe you want to send this to a loved one and say, hey, listen, there's some tips here that could help us have a happier, healthier, held and healed holiday. Um, Would you take a listen to this? And I think people really are ready to know better and do better. So my hope, my prayer, my desire is that every person who just listened to this would find at least one or two things that they can implement. You don't have to do all these every year. These are just things that I have learned over the last 25 years that have helped me. Christmas cards, ugh, I did away with those years ago. We were spending so much money, so much money and so much time. And probably a lot of those were just being thrown in the trash. And I found that once social media started happening, people were staying in touch. And there's only a handful of people that need an updated photograph of me and my family each year because they're not on social media. So um, if it's something that you're doing just because tradition said do it, but you really don't find joy in it and you really don't have the budget for it, say goodbye. Adios, my friend. So blessings to you and I pray that you will feel held even as you are being healed.